What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from Liverpool, the dark paranormal season eight. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the dark paranormal season eight. Firstly, I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who reached out following last week's debut episode, A Coven of Crows. It's always amazing to receive your feedback and correspondence, so if you've either got a story that you'd like to share with the show, or you have some comments around the show, feel free to send them in to thedarkparanormal at hotmail.com. Today's episode will be a change to the one advertised or teased at the back of last week's episode, but there's a very good reason. You see, I store these stories up, as you well know, I ask for stories at least a season in advance, so I can prep them and prepare them to air. And last week I stated we would be hearing one of the best poltergeist stories I've heard in a long time. However, the person who experienced that event, and of course submitted the story, must have heard my teasing of the upcoming episode, and they've been in touch to ask me to delay it, but there's a very good reason. In the time between them submitting their experience and now, to quote their email, things have taken place which make my original submission appear tame. And believe me, the episode I had planned for today would have already sent you to bed leaving that light on. So whilst we eagerly await the updated version of events, I've shuffled around my files and pulled out one hell of a true paranormal experience for us to hear today. As you will all know, I am a bit of a sucker when it comes to things which add authenticity to a true paranormal experience. And for me, the holy grail of an experience are those that come from people who work within religious settings. And the reason for that is with the exception to spiritualism, Religion largely seems to try and avoid stories of the paranormal, the supernatural and the occult. So therefore, when I receive a true paranormal experience from a person of the cloth, the authenticity meter in my head goes off the charts. And that's exactly what we have for you today. Of course, nobody is born a priest or a pastor. Everyone has a life before they take the path of their religious vocation. And it's from that life 
the pre-religious calling, that we take today's true paranormal experience. However, before we get to that experience, I of course need to say a big thank you to our Patreons. When you sign up to Patreon, not only do you receive these episodes ad-free and before everyone else, you can also receive access to our Patreon-only podcast, Dark Bites. Dark Bites is released each and every week, even on the downtime between seasons, meaning you never have to miss your paranormal fix. We've built a wonderful community of like-minded paranormal enthusiasts over at Patreon, and we'd like to extend an exclusive invitation just for you. Simply head over to patreon.com forward slash the dark paranormal, just like these wonderful new team members have. Beverly Thornton, Margot, Danny Baird, Cecilia C, Marsha Holt, Rick Eoff, Kyle, Christine Sproviero, Beth Fincher, Jack, Black Widow, Jessica Davies, Janine McGauff, Marlena L. Engen, Misty White, Don Ravitza, Electros, Daniela Corsola, Brandon Bauer, Vinyl Goddess 1978, Mackenzie Rios, Debbie Sanders, Nicole Bonsignore, Kyra, Christy B, Will Payne, Proud Deplorable, Summer Lanier, Sarah Remus, Erin Ramirez, Kirsty, Jenny McCleary, Mandy M, Eduardo Rubio, Sarah Dowell Crooks, Erica Cosio, Kyle Nelson, Max Ruth, Scott Dunn, Stephanie Shaw, and C, and Kate McManus. Thank you so much, guys, and I hope you enjoy all of the early releases and, of course, the back catalogue of Dark Bikes episodes. Don't forget, if you'd like to join the team, head over to patreon.com forward slash thedarkparanormal. And now, one of the oldest warnings in regard to the paranormal is when you look into the darkness, don't be surprised if something looks back. And today's story is a prime example of that. So please, lower the lights, make yourself comfortable, and of course, leave your disbelief at the door, as we hear all about a dark portal. Allow me to briefly introduce myself to you. I'm a 47-year-old senior pastor in a Southern Baptist church. As you can imagine, the following events are not synonymous with pastors in Southern Baptist churches. I was never really one for hunting ghosts or demons, or any of the beings considered supernatural or otherwise. To this day, I'm still very sceptical of ghosts or spirits. Even so, the supernatural was always fascinating to me but I never ventured out to discover experiences of my own. The detailed events are what transpired during a time of experimentation with the occult, and what happened to rid myself of these undesired entities. Most of my teenage years and life out of high school was filled with the most typical type of activities one could imagine. The typical partying, Looking for girls and hanging out with boys was par for the course. Never in a thousand years would I expect my life to be driven into the paranormal. However, I will never forget the events that occurred in the mid-1990s to my brother and myself. You will have heard people warn against the use of Ouija boards, no doubt. Well, this was our introduction to its deception. In my humble opinion, the board must be a portal. 
It was the fall of 1994. My brother John and his friend Sean thought it would be entertaining to tinker around with a Ouija board. What started out as just a game turned into something highly regimented and disciplined. They meant to take the experience with a bit of seriousness, but also they approached the experience with a touch of doubt. Following some moderate research, they acquired a Ouija board and went about the correct way of seeking spirits from the other side. When I say they took it very seriously, that's not an overstatement. They would begin each session in the late hours of the night by setting up the Ouija board in the centre of the floor. Black candles would be lit as much of nothing was happening, but over time it would prove to be one of the most frightening experiences that would ever happen to them. If I was being honest, I was not anticipating any occurrences. In my mind, if any words were spelt out, it was probably due to subconscious suggestion or the two of them trying to trick each other. I recall after many late-night Ouija sessions, my brother would sleep into the late evening. I thought nothing of it until he started to sleep in until around 4 or 5 p.m. Now, I know staying up late will lead to one waking up late, but this seemed unnatural. Whatever they were doing, that Ouija board seemed to be draining energy from them. I've read some work on the Ouija board over the years, and from what I've read, this draining is a way to weaken the person in preparation for possession. Over time, they became addicted to circling around the Ouija board and diving into its mystery. Being the sceptic that I was, I hardly paid any attention to their rituals and went about my own business of drinking. But they were very resilient in reaching out to the other side. Things started getting really weird when I decided to sit and observe one of their sessions. Apparently, they'd been communicating with the spirit of a seven-year-old female. They informed me, when a spirit discloses their age on the Ouija board, it actually means how long they've been dead. This female spirit had apparently been deceased for seven years. They continued communicating with this female. Let's call her Lisa. Night after night, they would reach out to Lisa and carry on with simple, casual conversations. They would ask her questions and she would answer. Sometimes it seemed that the answers she was giving did not add up to the previous answers she'd gave. On a hunch, my brother asked the spirit if it was really her, and the oracle moves to no. At that moment, they both look at each other with a frightened look, almost to ask the question, Who the hell have we been talking to? Whatever or whoever this entity was, it was clearly disguising itself in order to get them both to open their mind and will to it. The next question was asked with a bit of trepidation. 
they called out. Who, who are you? The planchette started to move. As it approached each letter, the boys spoke out in unison. C, E, R, T, S. They both looked at each other. Certs, like, like the breath mint. Now I know they were trying to joke because they were truly both taken aback by what just happened. They kept rotating the planchette on the board, and my brother's friend Sean asked the question, How old are you? The planchette sped up. Circling around on the board, the planchette spelt out C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N Creation They looked at each other, threw out a few expletives and quickly moved the planchette to goodbye. Thinking that they'd correctly closed out their session and would never hear from this entity any further. They continued to use the board. To their horror, every time they would use the board, it would appear that this creation entity was back. I remember looking on as they were experimenting with the board and saying out loud, You're all full of crap. I don't believe it. Trying to convince myself as much as them. I do remember one occasion which made me believe there was something otherworldly behind this Ouija board. I stressed my doubt to my brother and his friend Sean, and they asked the entity to show itself so that I might believe. I remember staring at the planchette, and then it raised up off the board, without either one of them touching it. I began thinking to myself, well, well, maybe they could have been touching it, maybe their fingers were near it, maybe they flicked it. Then I realised, but maybe they didn't move it. I thought of every scenario, and nothing seemed to line up. From what I saw with my own eyes, the planchette levitated off the board. And from that moment on, I knew there was something otherworldly about this Ouija board. This was more than just a game from Parker Brothers. I told my brother and his friend Sean, Look, you need to get that thing out of our house. They respected my wishes and took the board to Sean's house, where they continued using the board, and sometimes they'd experiment with it at parties. Whatever or whoever this entity called Certs was, it seemed to enjoy showing off and seeking attention. This was all so entertaining for John and Sean, even though it appeared to be draining their energy, but... The story doesn't end with the Ouija board. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Around the same time, we started jobs at the local pizza place. That will go unnamed. I was working there with my brother and a few friends. My friend Mike was working there and a few other friends. It's around the same time that John and Sean was tinkering with the Ouija board that some strange occurrences began to happen within this pizza place. Thinking back upon the events, I can say the Ouija board and these happenings were definitely interrelated. Some time had lapsed at the pizza place without any incident. That is until they started consistently using the Ouija board. Before I begin cataloguing a few of the strange events at the pizza joint, I must go on record to say we experienced no activity in any of our homes. Whatever door was opened by this Ouija board followed them to the pizza place. At least, that's my assumption. It's hard to catalogue emphatically or scientifically, but this is my assumption. It's my gut feeling. The events to follow were discovered by accident. My friend Mike and I had been promoted to shift manager positions. This one particular night, we were both working until closing. We'd acquired a new video camera and thought it would be fun to record some of our shenanigans. Some of these recordings I will not mention, because they were borderline unethical. The first time we took notice of these events was one evening close to closing time. We'd taken the camera and had spent most of our shift filming mischievous endeavours. It was only myself and the shift manager at the time who also happened to be my best friend. This part is important. We were the only two working at this hour. The phone rings, and on the other end is one of our delivery drivers who wanted to order a pizza for him and his girlfriend. The twist to the story is he was coming to pick up the pizza, along with his girlfriend. Once my friend Mike got off the phone... He looked at me and, with a mischievous grin on his face, said, Shannon is coming in, and he's bringing his girlfriend. Let's set the camera up and videotape them when they come in. I thought to myself, well, nothing else is happening tonight. Yeah, let's do it. The time arrives for Shannon to come in and pick up his pizza. Mike sets up the camera to record and places it out of arm's reach. He puts it on the steel-topped counter at least six feet away from him. I was in the back, heading to the front, sweeping the floor, getting everything ready to close for the night. Just then, I remember hearing loud laughter, <laughs> as if someone was telling a joke or had said something funny. At that exact moment, I looked back, keeping my eye on the camera, and noticed Mike, Shannon, and girlfriend far away from it. So I know without one shred of doubt 
no one touched that camera. Shannon picked up his pizza and they left the building. As soon as they crossed the threshold, we grabbed the camera. We fumbled with it for a moment, trying to review our captured footage. I don't know why we found it so fascinating for us to capture a video of these two, but for some reason we found it amusing. However, what we saw next would change our whole outlook on this pizza place. It would have us looking over our shoulder every waking moment. Mike hits the rewind button, plays back the footage, and to our amazement, someone picked up the camera. It pointed to one far corner, scans over to the left corner, and comes back to rest again, and then focuses in on Shannon and his girlfriend. We're both looking at this, and if our jaws could have dropped to the floor, they would have. We were in absolute amazement, and at the same time a little freaked out. We had no explanation for what we were witnessing. Remember, we weren't trying to capture the supernatural on video, and we certainly were not seeking it out. Other than the exploits with the Ouija board, nothing supernatural was on our radar. The remainder of the night, we set the camera pointing towards the back room. The back room was a place where we would change into our work clothes, grab cleaning towels, and use as a place to take our smoke breaks. We thought this would be a good place to set the camera and record. And boy, were we right. The doors were locked to the store, and we started putting the finishing touches on closing the store for the night. The pizza pans had all been wiped clean and all extra dough was put in the walk-in freezer. We had the cameras set from the pizza-making station to point towards the back room. We enjoyed playing music whilst we worked and this night was no exception. We played everything from Metallica to Life of Agony and much more. I remember a sabotage song coming on and I took up my broom, looked at the camera and played a little air guitar. I was totally unaware of the commotion going on behind me. In fact, we wouldn't know of the commotion until we reviewed the footage later that evening. With excitement, we began to set the video camera to play on the television. Of course, back then it was all components hookup. So it was red, yellow and white hooked to red, yellow and white on the back of the television. We pressed play on the video camera and waited with anticipation. We reviewed the footage of the camera pointing to the ceiling and back and it was just as amazing in second review as it was the first time we noticed. We then watched with eagerness waiting for something else to happen and to be honest, we grew a little weary. After the events in the lobby, it took some time until the next event would display itself on camera. I noticed something behind me from the footage of the back room. In the background of my air guitar session stood a grey shape that appeared and disappeared multiple times. To me, 
Its appearance could be best described as a grey cloud floating back and forth. Now, I know what you might be thinking. This could be a glitch on the camera or something of that sort. The shape had no rhythm or cadence that would indicate a glitch in the camera. And it appeared to have some form of intelligence. Again, for it to be a glitch in the camera or a type of malfunction, it would seem that there would need to be some sort of rhyme, reason or rhythm to the pattern. And this was as sporadic as one could imagine. In the back room, there was a little cubby space near the back door, and this grey shape was peeping in and out, manifesting itself repeatedly. When we observed this footage, we were all in a bit of shock. The odd thing about this story is, to this day, we can never pinpoint where that videotape ended up. It seems to have been lost in some type of VHS Bermuda Triangle. Was this associated with the Ouija board events? Was this the demon or entity who called him or herself Certs? I guess we'll never really know. Over the next few weeks, instead of dying off, the supernatural events and occurrences only magnified times ten. Once again, we were all rational-minded people who did not take much stock in ghosts and the like. Over time, things seemed to get progressively invasive. Many of our closers did not enjoy being in the store alone by themselves. Multiple times I had to go into the store on my day off because, and I quote, the lights keep cutting on and off. I remember on many occasions gathering the numbers and percentages for ingredients used, totals for the night, and used inventory, taking a seat at my desk to start crunching the numbers when... I would hear a light tapping on the pizza cutting station table. To put this into perspective, imagine your whole restaurant from front counter to back sink is nothing but stainless steel. This is the layout of the store, stainless steel from front to back. The tapping would begin at the front counter with a rapid two-tap succession, going to the pizza tables, to the ovens, to the pizza making station to the pizza dough sheeting station, to the dough mixing station, and then ending in the back, all in rapid two-tap sequences. It took a while for me to pick up on it, but when you're alone yourself and your senses are heightened, due to watching a weird videotape, you start paying attention. Night after night, I would hear these taps from front to back, as if set by some ghostly stopwatch. Every night I closed, it started in the front and ended in the back. On one occasion, these taps ended up with me leaving the restaurant altogether for the night without completing my work. When I mean leave, I mean immediately standing up and running out, without doing my final paperwork and numbers. I gathered all my numbers for the night sat down as usual to get the final percentages of cheese and to complete the bank deposit. I gathered my receipts and I began to cool down the ovens. 
these particular ovens were designed to be stacked upon one another. Think of a two-tier oven setup. Both took time to warm up, as you would imagine an oven would do. And of course, they both had to cool down before you left. Because business in the late hours slows down considerably, we would always shut down the bottom oven first. This means you physically walk over, turn the controls to the off position, and listen for it to cool and shut down all the way. This also means once it's cooled down, the fans will stop blowing. I went through the protocol of shutting down the bottom oven and waiting for it to cool down. Approximately five minutes after the closing hour, I go over to physically turn off the top oven and wait for it to cool as well. The tapping started going on all around me. I physically turned the top knob on the top oven to the off position when all of a sudden, the bottom oven and fan automatically turn on by itself. Now you might well say, that'll just be a malfunction. A malfunction may be. If by turning on or off the top oven, you activated the bottom one as well. But just so you understand, these two are not connected on any circuitry whatsoever. They have their own individual controls and you can't turn one off or on by turning the other one off or on. This fan blasted on the bottom with controls that you physically must turn on with your hands. Well, as you can imagine, this scared me out of my skin. I made sure both ovens were in the off position, gathered my bags and went right out of the door leaving paperwork and everything else behind. The next morning, the daytime shift came in, noticed the things that I had left behind and asked me what happened. Did they believe me? They did. Because they had some minor experiences as well. Many people who worked for this pizza place experienced seeing an older gentleman with a young boy. They would often catch glimpses of them standing at the end of the dough preparation table. They were always in the same position, standing together and holding hands. They would not be in any other place other than at the end of the dough table, and they were always dressed in apparel straight out of the 1800s. I remember asking of the history of the land where the pizza place sat, and to my amazement, train tracks and a cemetery used to be sat on the premises. Maybe the gentleman and the boy were remnants of a time long past. Maybe a rift in time. You see, I'm not one that believes in ghosts, but I do believe in a possibility of a rift in time, or what people would call a residual haunting. I don't believe they're spirits. On the other hand, I do believe in angels and demons, and maybe the man and his boy were a demonic manifestation. When you think about it, the more terrifying scenario was if these two demons were there, trying to wreak some havoc once we let our guard down, or, as with my brother and his friend, once we were weak enough for them to make a move. I will share one last event that happened to me personally, Again, it was closing time and Mike and myself were on shift together. 
It seems this entity likes to get you alone before it manifests. And this night was a clear demonstration of just that. To this day, this is hands down the scariest event to ever happen to me. Closing time was at hand and I collected all the plans to carry to the washroom. I was spraying out the pans and singing along to the radio. I remember Mike was at the front of the store, apparently looking in the mirror at his hair. I heard him yell from across the store, Man, my hair is hurting. No sooner than I heard his decree, I felt something rush up behind me. You know that feeling you get when someone runs up on you? Yeah, that feeling. I turn around only to see this water-looking thing standing in front of me. It had a human outline, but I could see all the way through it. The best way I could describe it was like a water person. I could see the pans I'd washed on the other side of this entity. I could see right through it. As you might imagine, I ran out of the room and vowed never to return. But since I needed to finish my work, I went back in and literally washed my dishes with my back to the sink. Try and picture that. But I was willing to endure a little back discomfort than to see that thing again. As I've mentioned already, I never was a person that went hunting for supernatural events. I never was into ghost hunting or anything concerning the occult. In fact, I'm still probably very sceptical of most ghost stories I hear. I can't explain what happened to me in that part of my life. It must have been something otherworldly. Do I honestly think the Ouija board events had a part to play in the activity? Yes. Yes, I do. You see, the scriptures read in Ephesians 6.12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You might be asking, did the supernatural occurrence continue? Well, the short answer is yes, but only momentarily. The moment when all supernatural or demonical activity ceased was the moment I became a believer in Jesus. It was at that moment, upon regeneration by Christ, when every event came to a dead stop. Looking back, I am glad I was able to witness these events, but I would never suggest playing with a Ouija board or playing with anything demonic to anyone. Such a fascinating series of paranormal events there. My personal opinion on the Ouija board is it's largely the idiomotor effect. Small, minuscule pushes done by you and the person using the board with you. So minuscule, in fact, that you're not even aware you're doing it. However, you and the other users of the board will reach some sort of subconscious agreement of the letters that you will go to. For example, if the first letter is a H, everyone around the table knows that a vowel should follow. And normally that vowel will be E, so everyone will subconsciously push towards the E. Everyone then thinks it's either saying hello 
or hell. Both of these are completely fitting for this session, so, unsurprisingly, the letter L is the next one to appear. But please don't think I'm completely ruling out any sort of paranormal disturbances with a Ouija board, because I also believe that that subconscious state that you arrive in when playing a Ouija board leaves you in the perfect position to encounter the paranormal. And who knows, maybe your collective subconscious is being controlled by an outside entity that you've mistakenly pulled through the dark portal. I'd like to say a big thank you to all of you for choosing to spend your time with me here on The Dark Paranormal. We'll be back on Sunday for our Patreons, and for everybody, we'll speak to you again this time next week. And who knows, we might have that updated Poltergeist story for you just in time. Either way, until next time, remember, when you're discussing the paranormal, always try and leave some of your disbelief at the door. And I'll see you next week, here on The Dark Paranormal. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.